to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, and welcome to episode 262 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis PT, and today we're going to be talking about Hoffa syndrome, otherwise known as infrapatella fat pad impingement. We're going to be talking about what Hoffa syndrome is how to identify it, and how to treat it, and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. You go into clinic every day to practice at the top of your license and provide the best care to your patients. Yet... Four out of five orthopedists say that note-taking is interfering with patient care. Robin is here to change that. Robin provides ambient virtual scribing that's designed exclusively for orthopedics. Its Robin Assistant device ambiently captures your visits, so you can focus on patients, and Robin Virtual Scribes can deliver more complete clinical notes and codes to your EHR. Visit robin.co OEP. That's robin.co OEP. To learn more. Welcome back, everyone. So we've spoken a lot about anterior knee pain and how vague that diagnosis is. Now, this is a great example of how important it is to be a good diagnostician. And we've all had this, where somebody comes in with the diagnosis of knee pain. And you need to treat that. Or it might be shoulder pain or cervical spine pain. And we know, like anything else, it can be quite vague, and there are many diagnoses that can fit into that category. Um, and we as physical therapists, and I'm talking about my, myself, but there are many people in different medical professions who specialize in different things. I specialize in orthopedics. But if somebody came in and they told me they had abdominal pain, I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay, And that could be a, a, a hundred different things that could cause abdominal pain. So I would refer that person over to somebody who... I can identify the problem, get a better diagnosis, and treat it better. And so that's why I have OrthoEvalPal. I want to help make you feel more comfortable with your orthopedic evaluation skills so that you can hone in on that diagnosis just a little bit better to offer some better treatment, okay? So um, this is a classic case where if somebody, you know, if you missed a diagnosis or missed identifying Hoffa syndrome, you could actually make it worse with some of the treatment that you do. Um, and so, you know, let's jump right in and we'll talk about what Hoffa syndrome is. And um, that way, I think that you'll understand it better and how to treat it better. So... The infrapatella fat pad is located at the inferior border of the patella. Okay, so you'll have to just imagine this. We're, we're on a podcast. It's hard to point this all out and show you where it is. But pretty much the inferior border of the patella to the femoral condyles. And it sits behind the patella tendon down to the tibial plateau. So it consumes this little space behind the patella tendon. Okay, everybody has one. 
um, and they're not often painful. Okay, this is kind of rare that you would see this type of problem with somebody. But if they've had some sort of an injury, a trauma, maybe a hyperextension type injury, that can cause that tissue to become inflamed, irritated, it can be enlarged. Um, this is an intracapsular structure. So when it is irritated and inflamed, it can cause effusion in the knee. You might see an elevated bump on each side of the patella tendon. We can see it on many people, but it may be enlarged more so than the other side. So make sure you compare both sides. You need to also know that the uh, fat pads are really neurally innervated. And so they can be very painful. And uh, you wouldn't think of it as that, but they can be. Um, we usually see this more in 30 to 40 year olds, but you can see them pretty much at any age, depending on the problem. Like somebody can develop osteoarthritis of the knee and develop, you know, fat pad syndrome. So uh, and, and irritation, inflammation to that infrapatella fat pad. So you can have this from anybody who has had some sort of trauma to the knee to an elderly person who has osteoarthritis. How does this present? Well, that fat pad, you know, like I said, could become impinged between the femur and the tibia, especially when you get into extension. It becomes inflamed. It becomes swollen. You might see some, swe some swelling, inflammation, effusion. Um, there will be some tenderness to each, the medial and lateral side of the patella. It could be one or the other. It could be on each side of the patella tendon, Okay. There may be a positive brush test when you evaluate this patient. And they may have a positive Hoffa's sign. And what is a positive Hoffa's sign or Hoffa's test? So basically, when the knee is flexed at about 90 degrees, if you palpate each side of the patella tendon where that fat pad is, uh, you may not have too much tenderness when the knee is in flexion. But then what you do is you extend the knee in the last 10 to 0 degrees of extension, if you put your thumb on the medial fat pad, index finger on the lateral fat pad on each side of the patella tendon, and then you bear down in there while extending the knee from 10 to 0 degrees and even into a little hyperextension, that will be very sharp and very uncomfortable. Okay, um, and that can be a sign of a, a Hoffa fat pad inflammation, irritation, impingement of that fat pad. Um, so take that into consideration. But you need to remember that there are some lookalikes here. So there are many, many diagnoses out there that can cause anterior knee pain. But in this area, most specifically, the anterior horn of the menisci, so the medial and lateral menisci, if, the, if you have um, a tear to that uh, or strain, to the menisci, what can happen is you can have that anterior pain in that joint line on each side of the patella tendon. You want to make sure they don't have patella femoral dysfunction or lateral patella compression syndrome. They might even have a patella tendon injury that causes a lot of localized inflammation in that region, and you can mistake it for a Hoffa fat pad impingement. Um, the you know how do you treat this? Um, it can be a little difficult to treat. Usually it comes with some sort of a repetitive overuse or some sort of trauma to the knee, but definitely getting that inflammation and swelling settled down so it's not occupying so much space 
um, in that retro patella tendon region, okay? Um, so a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory can help with that. And then educating the patient about avoidance activities. So no knee hyperextension or activities that really pushed them into extension hard. Um, so getting that to settle down first. If they have some globalized diffusion, I like to use a sleeve, okay? I like to um, pull a sleeve up there just to get some compression on that knee, get some proprioceptive feedback. It gives them a, a psychological sense of stability, brings a little more awareness to the knee so they kind of slow down a little bit. Um, and then I work on slowly regaining range of motion um, without too much impingement. I'll work on some flexibility of the gastroxoleus complex, hamstring, and uh, hip flexors. We'll then work on regaining quadriceps strength, gastroxoleus, and hamstring strength. And then we can't forget the lateral hip musculature, okay? So we want to make sure that we get that leg nice and strong, as strong as we can, without agitating that, that fat pad. Need to make this progression really slow. Some people will require some patellofemoral taping or bracing, and they might be a little bit more comfortable with that. So you can always try that to see how they do. I always like to start with the taping because it's inexpensive, number one, um, and it's pretty diagnostic. If there is some patellofemoral element to this and you do some patellofemoral taping, uh, they might notice a little increase in strength and a decrease in pain when they do something like a you know a little mini squat or maybe a little leg press on the shuttle leg press, and uh, that can be indicative of some patellofemoral dysfunction. And you can help manage that with some bracing, because patients can't really tape themselves really well at home, right? Um, so if you can get them a little more comfortable and they can start to develop a little better strength, then you can run into some of the higher level activities like they're running, jogging, cutting, and uh, any other activity that you know replicates what they do at work or what they do with sports. Now, let's say you go through all of this. They're really not settling down. They're not having that decrease in inflammation. They're still swollen. They're still impinging quite a bit at full extension, um, then an injection, a, an ultrasound-guided injection, can really help decrease that inflammation in there. And if that is not successful but diagnostic, then an arthroscopy for either a partial or total excision of the fat pad can be indicated, but we need to make sure that we rule out all of the other diagnoses that can look like this, okay? So if you inject it with uh, an anti-inflammatory and it decreases in pain, and they function a little bit better, and maybe there's a little less effusion, then um, that's a pretty good indicator that it is the fat pad that is causing the pain and is the source of the discomfort. Um, so that is Hoffa fat pad syndrome or infrapatella fat pad impingement. I hope that you better understand how to identify it because if you don't and you push patients maybe into full extension, you're doing gravity-assisted knee extension type activities or standing terminal knee extension, it, they may just get worse. They may get more inflamed, more impinged, have more quadriceps shut down, and just go down the slippery slope of, you know, getting worse. So identifying this is important so that you don't do the wrong types of exercises to cause it to um, progressively just uh, go downhill. So I hope that was helpful in, in identifying another source of anterior knee pain. Just step back next time you see somebody with anterior knee pain and say, okay, let's just kind of rule out this Hoffa fat pad right away. Do a Hoffa fat pad test and um, rule that out and then kind of progress with your evaluation from there. I hope to be able to maybe throw down a podcast someday about an order of events on how I look at 
the knee evaluation. I'll probably do a video on that also where we just kind of go step by step and try to find an order to what works, okay? And and my order of what works may not be what works for you, but if you can find a process that helps to rule out certain diagnoses, then that can really help target your treatment plan and your diagnosis. So hope you enjoyed today's show, folks. And as always, be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.